in uh, 1673, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary, uh, Alacoque in France. She was a uh, nun, a cloistered nun. And uh, it's where we receive the Sacred Heart devotion. So if you've ever seen a Sacred Heart image, uh, and there are many of them, but they're all very similar, uh, that's what Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary uh, looking like. And he said to her, right there's this, his heart is right there exposed. There's a crown of thorns around it. Uh, There's a cross on top with fire coming out of the top of it. And he said to St. Margaret Mary when he first appeared to her, look at this heart that loves so much, but is so little loved. And then fast forward to 1930s when Jesus appears to St. Faustina uh, in Poland, right? Right before the outbreak in between the world wars. And he said something similar to her in the, in the midst of uh, his visitations with her, right? And there's a similarity to the merciful love of Christ's heart. As you can see in the divine mercy, he's pulling back uh, his garment and this light is emanating from his heart. And he said to her in there, he said, my heart is, is so full of merciful love and it's just clamoring to be spent. As a matter of fact, it hurts me because so many don't want my merciful love. So many reject it. And these are the two images that came to my mind whenever I read that first line in today's gospel is when Jesus says, I, I wish uh, the fi- I want to set this world on fire and I wish it was already ablaze, right? What is he talking about? What fire? Um, and I think those two, and let's just clear something up, that those are private revelations, right, that have been approved by the church for belief. Uh, you don't have to believe in them. And the th- whole thing with any private revelation when the church approves it is that it's not anything new. Everything's been delivered through the apostles uh, and through the church through the centuries. Normally when those happen, it's because God is trying to remind us of something that we have forgotten. Uh, and with both of these devotions, he's trying to remind us of his love, of what he wants to give us, of he wants to set us on fire with his love so that we can set the wor- world ablaze, right? And what is his love but the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit that he wants to continually transform his people and his church to be the beacon of light and hope to the world that so badly needs it. That's what he's talking about tonight. Now, in uh, around the year 64 AD, there was, uh, the Roman emperor was Nero, right? And uh, he was pretty full of himself, all about himself. Rome was packed. Right? And, they, and he wanted to tear down some of the stuff so that he could build a bigger palace for himself. So what he did is he set things on fire in the city of Rome, and then he blamed it on the Christians using this gospel. And he, and he told people, he said, see the Christians? They're following that Jesus, and they're setting things on fire. Right? Well, that's not the fire that Jesus is talking about. And, of course, that persecution of Christians that arose from that, what Nero did, uh, gave us the martyrs. Peter and Paul, right? So they gave their life during those persecutions uh, for the faith. And that's the the beauty of the martyrs is that they are the seed of Christians. 
Uh, that's a, an old saying by Origen in the early church, because their willingness to give their life on this earth because of the promise of eternal life, that transformed people. That, that was the ultimate fire of love in their heart, that they would not deny Jesus. They would not deny God. They would give their life rather than do that. And so many people caught fire in their own faith, in their conversions during that time because of that witness. That's what God wants for us today, not necessarily to have to give our life as a martyr. Uh, some people do all over the world today who believe in Christ. But he desires for us to be holy because holiness is the being transformed by the fire of God so that we can have an effect on this world. We'll affect all of those around us. As a matter of fact, whenever you are set on fire, you can't help but share Jesus with others and what he has done in your life. You can't help it. Um, I remember my mother and I both started like going to daily mass at the same time, a uh, good 12 or 14 years ago. And I just remember like I was changing. The Lord was doing a lot of work in me. He was doing it in my mother as well. And things began to change uh, for her to the point where sometimes it was difficult at work, right, with some of the things that we get talking about and the gossip and stuff. And so she would try to avoid all of that. Sometimes she would just go somewhere else and pray. Uh, sometimes she would challenge others, you know, not to use the Lord's name in vain at work. And, and obviously that kind of brought uh, condemnation to her. It, she was the weirdo, right? The Jesus freak who everybody was like, well, but you know who they went to whenever they had something going wrong in their life? It was her, right? They immediately went to her. Will you pray for this? And I, as I told her, I said, you pray too, right? You pray as well. And they're like, no, no, God won't hear my prayers. Uh, yeah, well, he will, and he'll change you through your praying, right? That's the, that's the whole point. That's how God gets into our life is through prayer, through our conversation with him. Those are the things. Like, why, is, why are we not all set on fire with God's love? What is it that keeps us from experiencing that and helping us to go out and spread that to the world? I think there's all kinds of stuff within uh, the culture that we grow up in, uh, with our, in our own understanding of faith sometimes. I mean, we've got uh, materialism and secularism, all the isms, that kind of distract us from what's most important. It takes our eyes off of things sometimes, so it, so it keeps us from experiencing the Lord. But I'm convinced that if you stay close to the sacraments and to prayer, daily prayer in your life, that that's where you're going to encounter the Lord, and that's where he's going to begin to set you on fire. Right? I think uh, my brother's out in Arizona right now working. He's a chef, and he's uh, at this point, just traveling around to their different places to help out. And, you know, he calls me and it's like the low at night is like 90. Um, it's 112 during the day. And he said he was driving somewhere the other day and there was just this brush fire. Like if, if there's a spark at all, whatever can burn, burns. Like it immediately catches on fire. And it just, it dawned on me, it's like, how do we make our heart like that kindling that's ready for that spark of God's love to set us on fire. How do we prepare for that? Because God doesn't do it without our cooperation. He won't force it upon us. He wants us to cooperate with him. 
And one of those things is daily prayer, that daily conversation with the Lord. Uh, do I do that? Do I spend 10 to 15 minutes at least and build on that in my week, talking to the Lord about what's going on? Maybe reading scripture and praying within. Maybe it's the rosary. That's, that's walking through the life of Christ with Our Lady. Uh, in those ways, we're preparing our hearts to become that kindling for God's fire. And then, of course, the sacrament of uh, confession being really powerful, that thing uh, set it on fire right off the bat, because sometimes I think of sin as like this, this dampness that sets in. You ever tried to burn something that was damp? It takes forever. You've got to use all this lighter fluid, and then it smells, and it just doesn't work, right? But confession dries it out. It prepares us for that. Uh, and then also just in every time when we're at Mass, uniting ourselves with Jesus. Sometimes, uh, I don't know if you're a kid like me, uh, sometimes my parents would say, you know, you guys, there are three boys, right? So we, we'd be up at kneeling, like hitting elbows and pushing each other. And they're like, you boys sit there and be quiet. Like, watch Father. Um, that's not a real good thing to say because you're not here to watch me do you're here to participate in the sacrifice that I'm offering on your behalf. And so how do you do that? Uh, well, specific, specifically, whenever the gifts are brought up, uh, that's the moment, the offertory, where you're meant to offer your heart to the Lord. Wherever you're at, whatever you feel like is the little bit or the lot that you've got to offer the Lord tonight, you're meant to offer that because he takes bread and wine and he transforms it into his body and blood. Imagine what he can do with what you offer him. Imagine what he can take. You can take that, whatever, maybe it feels like a little bit. Father, I don't have much to offer. It doesn't matter. Offer that. And see what, how God can multiply it. How he can begin to transform your heart. How he can begin to set it on fire. And in that place, when I'm offering the sacrifice of Christ, right, you're also offering it by the priesthood of your baptism. You're meant to you, here's what, basically when I hold it up and I try to sing through him, with him, and in him, not very well, but I try, uh, that's the place when we're saying, Father, Father, here's the gift that you have given us to offer back to you for our salvation. It's in that moment when you also offer yourself, Lord, I offer myself as a gift to you. Set me on fire. Set me on fire with your love. And send me out into the world to, to get it blazing, right? That's what God wants to do with each of us. It's a journey. So wherever you're at, begin a little bit more tonight. Wherever you're at, start again if you need to. Because as we move closer to the Lord, as we offer ourselves more and more to him, he takes us, he prepares that kindling, and he has that spark of his divine love that begins to set us on fire. And imagine what we can do. Like, you can't keep that to yourself. You then go out and you share it just by the way you live with those around you. People at work, your family, your friends. They begin to see something has changed. Something is, is burning within your heart that you want to share. That's how we evangelize. That's how we become disciples and evangelize others in this world. Allow God to set your heart on fire this night so that you can take him to others.